0: good morning everyone and welcome to believe in the arizona state our weekly football podcast where we talk all things arizona state football my name is david coleman i'm your co-host along with my wonderful friend uh consensus asu all american three-time all pro with the cincinnati Bengals, david fulcher good morning david good morning my friend how are you Um, i'm doing real well a little sleepy because i uh that game didn't start last night till 10:30 hour time. I know, I know. I know. Which, uh, so I, I did watch all the first half, and I did watch the first couple drives of the second half, and then all will remember that after that is the uh, back of my eyelids. So I, I, I had to go watch a, a few of the uh, highlights. But uh, David, well, you know, just your first impressions. It, it's no joke playing USC and uh, seventh, sixth ranked, and depending, it almost got mixed up. You know. Georgia almost got tripped up yesterday at Missouri. Missouri's got to be kicking themselves today for letting that one get away. And who knows, USC might have been a step or two higher. I thought they played awful hard for a while, David, and held their own. And uh, just wondering how you thought the beginning of the game went and how it went throughout the evening.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, when, when we're looking at the game and I'm watching it, uh, highly powered USC football team. Um, and sometimes you can overlook a team. You can look past the team to next week's game. Um, they look a little flat coming out, but they also played a little flat the week before against Oregon State. Um, You're talking
0: about the Trojans?
1: Yeah, the Trojans, yeah. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, tough environment to play in Oregon State and Corvallis. Yes. Um, I don't know if they were uh, anticipating that tough of a game in the first half against our Sun Devils, um, but ASU played with them. They were right there with them, man. They didn't uh, – they didn't back down you know i like the the commentators talking about um how um the the interim coach has stepped in and he still got those guys buying into play um and you know once again i mean it's a tough situation to be sitting in but yet um that first half i would have said uh even though they were down i think it was 21 17 at halftime i would i would have given the victory to you of uh, the ASU because. They, they fought a uh, SC, even though SC so. played some good football, but they fought with them, and they didn't they didn't shut it down at all.
0: I thought so, too. David, you're, you're uh, very astute. I noticed this, too. You know, every once in a while, they'll pan over to the sideline. They'll show the coach. They'll show the sideline operations. I would have never in a million years, if you're just watching that game, you wouldn't go, oh, that's an interim coach. He looked very calm. He looked very poised. People were reacting to what he was saying. He looked very much in command over there. What I noticed, David, and I was wondering if you did. We haven't had a chance to talk about what we might talk about today, so this is a, a fresh question for you. The speed in which they executed yesterday. I, I saw Arizona State go to another level of speed of execution. What I mean by that is not just how quickly they were getting the plays off, but, but Emory looked quicker. X looked quicker. quicker. Uh, they just looked like they were operating. I think they knew they had to take it to another level, and it appeared that they did as long as they could, before the physical beat down of playing maybe guys just a little more talented, a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, took its toll?
1: I, I think so. I think sometimes you, uh, as, a, as a team, you're playing against, uh, you know, the elite football players, you know, the, the five-star players who go to the big schools, the transfers, the new head coach at SC, uh, the environment, you know, the, the playing at the Coliseum. Um, so, yeah, Arizona State came out and, um, they were on it. I think what happens, Dave, is that you get you get caught up, nasty-ranked team, uh, you're playing at their place, um, be talking about a, a a head coach who comes from Oklahoma, uh, a historical football program, as we talked about with Anthony Munoz last week. Sure. Um, they were good. They were really good. But Arizona State seemed to turn the motor up a little bit. They did. They were you, know, if you if you were in your car and you turned the volume up from zero to ten, uh-huh. Arizona State's football team seemed like they were at a seven at the beginning of the game. Uh, but, see, USC is a ten all day, every day. Right. And I think Arizona State found themselves, uh, because one of my former teammates said it looked like the defense was giving up. Well, I don't know if the defense was giving up or was it USC's offense just so powerful that it took its toll against the defense. So, um This was a a game that I thought um, when SC went down and scored uh, seven points real quick, here we go again. right? And it didn't happen that way. I think the Arizona State football team realized, hey, we can play with them. And then you could see that the muscle that SC had took its toll on the Sun Devils.
0: David, take yourself back to being a Sun Devil and take yourself back to playing on Sundays. You're, You're in a game. You're in a game against a tough opposition, and there's a three and out another three and out comes up Uh, how, you know, you're, you're an athlete, you're a pro, you get on the field, you do your job, but you're also human in the back of your mind. Isn't your brain going, come on offense. Can't you get two first downs? Can't you put together three, give us, give us eight minutes off over here to reclaim. Does that kind of stuff go through the mind or are you just execute?
1: Oh no, 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 Dave. I I think it goes through the mind of a player because you just got off the field, you know, seven, eight play, 10 play drive, six, seven, eight minutes. You're tired. You need some water. You need to rest your legs a little bit. And then two minutes later, defense up, turnover, change, got a sudden change, got to get up and go. Um, and that's hard, man. When you look at time of possession, I don't know the time of possession of the game, um, but I would probably say it was, could have been, you know, two and a half to three to one of uh, possessions as far as uh uh, SC having the football longer than the the Sun Devils have. And as a defensive player, when you're out there, 60, 70, 80 snaps, you know, maybe 90 snaps in a game. Right. Uh, it takes its toll. And um, sometimes you get a little frustrated because I saw one of the uh, sideline guys uh, with a water bottle as he was drinking it. He squirted it on the uh, – the quarterback from SC, you know, which was. Quarterback
0: from SC ran out of bounds, looked like he said something back over his shoulder. One of our guys yeah. scored either Gatorade. I don't think there's any, it was Gatorade or water. It probably wasn't our fight. that's frustrating.
1: You know, yeah. that's frustrating for a team. You know, I, I think that player just simplified and showed exactly how frustrated they were. I don't know sure. if that's discipline. I don't know if that's, uh, I know that's not something that the interim coach teaches now, the interim coach is the running back coach, so it's not like he hasn't uh, had his hand in the thick of things. But um, they they're, they didn't quit. I think they ran out of gas. Sure. You ran out of gas, man. It looks like you're quitting. Um, but it's tough, day because, you know, nobody on the football field was a quitter. I didn't quit. I uh, didn't win every game. But it's hard to maintain the, the, the excellence that you uh, throw out there week in and week out When you're out there so long and you can't get off the field and you can't get off the field and then your offense can't stay on the field. So it makes it tough for you as an athlete to perform at the highest level that you want to.
0: Sure. I was looking at uh, some of the stats. Soleil had 10 tackles again, seven solo. And then as a team, they had 56 tackles. You're going to have 56 tackles. You were out there for 56. I mean, you were out there for a while and uh, you're right out of the number of snaps in a game. And then you and I were talking about some of the other stats that we saw uh, I believe Badger only had two catches. Yeah. Valde had two catches, two nice ones, <clears throat> one for a touchdown. X X was able to score also on the ground. Uh, he had, I think, right around 65 yards. We, I, I thought he ran hard. I thought they played hard, but I'm not sure how many games we're going to – unless our, if the running game's going well and we're just beating them to death on the ground, I'm not sure how many games we're going to stay in where Badger's only getting two catches and Swinson's only getting two catches – uh, something else better be on fire if those two players are only getting four catches between the two of
1: them. You know, and you, and you don't want to, you know, the the rule of thumb is this run the football to throw the ball. You know, you got to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, put put the pressure on the defense and then you can set up the run. I mean, the passing by running some teams can't run the football. So they, ex- they're expecting their quarterbacks to throw the football all day and our quarterback through the football quite a bit. I think it's 32 or 33 times. But it was, you know, it was 23, 24 of, of 32. Um, had, you know, almost 300 yards passing, uh, a couple of touchdowns, even ran for a touchdown. I, I You know, you, you don't want, you want the quarterback to manage the game. You don't want the football in the quarterback's hand to try to win the game. You want him to manage the game. And that means running the football. You know, ASU, the first two games, uh, the X Factor, you know, f- almost 400 yards rushing, and you know the last two games, uh, last three games, he's kind of been, you know, handled or, or slowed down a little bit. So, you he
0: know, got if you thirty say, last game, thirty that's I think it was sixty some this game, on about 12 carries, if I remember correctly, around, around those numbers. And that's not him. Long.
1: I mean, that's not him. He needs to, for Arizona State to be successful, he's got to have that 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 100, 110, 115 yards rushing game, maybe carry the ball 20 times. Because you want to take the pressure off the quarterback. And when you're, at, you're thinking your quarterback or you want your quarterback to do all the work, you know, he's there to manage the game. And when you can't manage the game, that means your third and longs, you know, your third. They were There were some third and 25s yesterday, some third and 20s. and You know, it, it seemed like every time they get they did something good, something bad happened and can't do that against a team like USC.
0: You know, David, you mentioned that last week. You probably mentioned it almost every podcast because it's important to you. And I think you know that it's important to a football game. You said you always look at third downs. What are their percentage of getting? But then I, I should have popped in last week, and it kind of hit me in the head throughout the middle of the week last week. I'm always thinking about what we do. And, yeah, it's good to turn those third third downs into a first down but they're a little more difficult at third and 12, third and 15, third and 17 and third and 22. There should almost be a category of makeable third downs that we didn't get. And, you know, a stretch to turn a third down into a first down. And so then you go backwards and you say, what's causing us to have those third and 12s, third and 15, third and 17, third and 25. Is it penalties? Is it sacks? And I think we've seen both of those occur in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And, and, and Dave, you can't win football games, If you don't win the first down, you have to win the first down. And what I mean by win the first down, it's first and 10. You need to be second and short, second and five or less. And if you're second and six, second and seven, second and eight, you know, that gives the defensive ends, that gives those linebackers, that gives that defensive coordinator the chance to blitz you, put pressure on you. So you can't be in third and long. So when you're going first down and then you lose five yards, and then second and fifteen you know, that, that's that's hard to go get. And I think for a struggling offense or struggling football team like Arizona State it makes it tough because you, you can't play a top 10 team and expect to be
0: third and long and expect to get that week in and week out. And it's not going to happen. You're dead on. I had a chance yesterday. I was, I was here in Michigan and uh, had a chance to watch a little early afternoon football. A couple of those games started early. And You're dead. I was having to be watching the Michigan-Iowa game. And that was one of those times you go into a fierce environment, but their line, they were averaging five to seven yards on first down, giving them a play action pass option, or they were just basically stuffing it in for the next next first down. And what happened? They took that crowd completely out. And so I I think exactly what you're talking about is true is do you you win first down And, and how do you win first down? And they have the weapons. And God, I had another nice return. On a kick, uh, you know, I, I think Emery's a fine athlete. X, is a, X could be playing on Sundays. There's no question about that. I think Badgers game has lifted. We both see the, the guy that Swinson is. There's got to be some focus on getting off the ball on first down, sustaining some drives. And, and I, I believe, I, can't, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think uh, USC had around 348 yards passing. So And you, know, you, you say this almost every week. When someone's putting up those kinds of numbers, you're probably not going to go into a run offense because if they're putting up 348 passing yards, somebody's scoring. And they had several, several receiving and rushing touchdowns. They had three on the ground for sure. And I well, think there's two or three in the air.
1: And I can just tell you this, man, it won't be easy um, for next week's game next week's game and you know the University of Washington obviously lost to UCLA and uh, I got a special guest on the line right now I'm gonna bring him in here in a little bit but, um let me tell you this man they um University of Washington got a pretty good quarterback and um uh, oh. we watched him against Michigan State and you and I was talking about that what what the heck happened to Michigan State well it wasn't Michigan State. It was Washington beating them up. And I'm going to
0: bring my special guest in here real quick, man. If is no joke. He's no joke. He was no joke in Indiana. And he's no joke at Washington. Well,
1: you know, hopefully I can get him. all. look at this. He didn't put the UW University of
0: oh, no.
1: something else, man. There's my boy, Joe Kelly. What up, man? Can you hear me? You oh, boy, yeah. oh, boy, oh, boy, boy, oh, so wrong. I can hear you, so can you A lot. Hear of things. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Yep, yeah, you. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Hello, we can hear you, man. Hey man, welcome to uh the podcast here, man. Uh with uh my co-host David Coleman, man. Believe in Arizona State, and I know you had to put that UW shirt on. And uh, you already know, you already know
2: what I was gonna do. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to see if I could find some UW patches to put on my
1: face.
0: <laughs> I can see then, why you two are friends. I can see it yeah, right now. Yeah. I can see, see the camaraderie. Well, yeah. let me tell you something.
1: Yeah. We we Joe and I are friends, but we weren't friends when we were childhood buddies and or childhood guys in high school. Yeah. Um, Joe and I both went to uh, uh, some South Central Los Angeles high schools. I went to Fremont High School. Joe went to Jefferson High School. And yeah. uh, we had to play each other, I would say, the three years in high school, three times. And, uh, you know, Joe was, uh, Joe was kind of vicious in high school. I was scared of him. Every time I lined up, I'd run the other way when I saw him.
2: <laughs> well, well, you you know what right here, because you know, you know, you have to imagine, Dave. I'm I I in high school, I I'm, I'm playing middle linebacker and I and I'm I'm all of 185 pounds. You know, when I when I went to UW, I was 100, 185. At at in high school, I was probably about 182. Forock was the same size when he went to uh when we got to the Bengals as he was in high school. So he and his other guy, um the other safety,
1: the other Harvey safety, Allen, Harvey Allen and Harvey. Yeah. We have a man, Harvey,
2: both, uh, both of them played wide receiver and safety, the biggest wide receiver and safety tandem high school tandem in the country. So you imagine how intimidating when those guys coming up and you're like this and you're like, damn, that's a wide receiver. you know. So, yeah. so you know, I had, I had to try and be mean, man. Cause, uh, you know those are those are some big guys man. and but those are some big guys that can play both of them you know and and uh you know you know uh, we all obviously know uh uh what david career ended up and and harvey had a great career went to uh, Vegas uh went to the Seahawks uh, for a couple of years so uh that just can tell you tell you the the talent level that um sure. uh, they had at, at
1: Fremont so
2: we had a we had a little talent at Jefferson high school as well
1: oh yes you did <laughs> man I remember uh I'm gonna go back. I'm still back in Jefferson. I remember Walter Cole. Yes. the baddest. I, I I don't wanna I don't want to use any foul language, but one of the yeah. baddest some guns in in Los Angeles, man, playing football. And, and once again, Joe and I growing up in South Central, we you know, we we're around gang members and drug dealers and all the crazy stuff. We had gang members on our football team. Yeah. And let me and, tell you and, something, Walter Cole was a vicious football player, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, Dave. Let me let me tell you this. He's he's talking about
2: Walter Cole. Here's a guy who uh, made a first team all city as a sophomore, as a junior, and as a senior linebacker. Um, and we're we're talking about talent uh, from our high school. Um, myself and uh, my, other another linebacker named M L Harris, um, uh, yeah, M L Johnson. I'm sorry, M L Johnson. Um, I went to University of Washington, ML went to University of Hawaii. Four years later, I'm coming out the number one ranked linebacker in the 1986 draft. I go in the first round, Uh, ML Johnson, I want want to think he went in the eighth round to Seattle. And here we are four years later, uh, In I was considered the best linebacker. You know, I was not the best linebacker on my high school team. And, and the best linebacker on a high school team and everybody that I've, I've ever played with in, in college, you know, and, and, and my 11 year uh, NFL career, I would tell them, you know, it's crazy, man. It was crazy here. I'm, I'm getting talked about being the number one linebacker, making NFL first round pick. I wasn't the best linebacker in my high school. You know, and unfortunately, like Dave said, when Dave talked about gangbanging and, you know, obviously is the crack epidemic that we grew up in. Uh, it, it was his family uh was part of that element and he continued that tradition unfortunately with his family and uh he wound up going to prison and the crazy thing about when he went to prison he did not get out until i retired in 1997 and and i i my last year was i played for philadelphia uh in 1996 and he got out of prison in 1996 in york pennsylvania and, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, we, I talked to him, you know, every now and then, uh, uh, wow. and just, you know, just, uh, you know, glad he's he's doing well now, a positive member of the community uh, um, for the last 20 or so uh, years. Um, but, you know, I, I told him, you know, about Dave, Dave knew about him, everybody in our neighborhood and, and our surrounding uh, schools uh, that we went to knew about him, you um, but it's just unfortunate, you know, this is about, uh, you know, making, you know, David and I have been fortunate to have the right support at home uh, and uh, being able to put ourselves in a position to uh, reach the level that we reach.
0: Joe, I'm David Coleman. I'm the co-host. It's great to meet you. Uh, followed your career, loved it when you played for our beloved Bengals. And uh, mm-hmm. ask you a question here. and This could be from both of you, but Joe, I'd like you to answer it first. Obviously, your, your Huskies lost a tough one over the weekend yeah, yeah, played their hearts out. Penix is no joke. He was, he was great for Indiana. Now he's super for you guys. Question for you is this obviously next week playing Arizona state David, next week playing Washington. Is it, is it tougher to play a team that's five and O and killing it or one that's four and one that just lost a tough one to UCLA, who's going to want to come back and show that was an aberration?
2: Well, it's, you know, it's a two headed snake. Um, you can look at uh if we had one last last week, I think we would take that momentum you know we have that momentum uh I think that it, it's more about the opponent that that you 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 play um uh, because because now now uh, us losing, if you got if you have an, a veteran team, you can say okay here that's that 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 stung a little bit. You know, you go back, and we're gonna we're gonna go hard. You know, this week in practice, and now we're gonna try to prove that we were when we were four and L, we were as good as everybody thought thought we were. Right. Um, so you know, it's it, it depends on the, the the maturity of 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 the team. Um, but uh, like like you said, I uh, despite the loss. You know, I, I love the fact that they they fought back. Uh Penix obviously, you know, um he faced adversity for the first time, uh, had only gotten a sacked one time, uh I think maybe one interception. And he threw a couple of interceptions and it got sacked several times. Um, but you know, it's it's uh no no excuses. You know, we we did have uh O Lyman uh out. You know, we had some of our starting deep yeah, defensive backs. Uh, out uh, as well for that UCLA game, so we had some young guys out there, and um, uh, but the, the 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 base and the strength of our team was our D line, and uh, you know they they didn't get it done uh, against against UCLA.
1: You know, I I look at it too. we Talk about Arizona State, who goes up against a USC team, uh, played well in the first half, and I think they ran out of gas. And Joe, Dave, and I was talking about this before you came on that uh, three and outs hurt. You get a three and out on offense, and you're a defensive player, and you got to go back in the game. You just come off the field, and you you you, you remember our days yeah off that field, yeah. man, when you know, our offense wasn't clicking, and we were on the field for eight nine plays, you know, what all that type of stuff. When you get that, it's kind of hard to come back and play, but yet you still got to perform, and I think that's what happened with Arizona State. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I uh,
2: did get up on time, but I I did I was able to I watched the game. And uh, you're you're looking at Arizona Arizona State going through a lot of adversity right now. You know, with the the firing of uh, Herm, uh, you, you look at you know that you look at a team that that's in transition. But I looked at I looked at the team, and and uh, um, you look at a uh, you know quarterback has a strong arm. Uh, you know they they have a, a strong running game. Um, you know they were making some plays. They were they were putting pressure on USC. They were rushing the quarterback. Um, that was the first time of this year I, I was able to watch an entire, um, a game with Arizona state, but, um, they're, they're, they're a team. And I say, guys, when you're in, you're in a transition like that, you want to prove to everybody that you belong. You want to prove to everybody that you're better than their record. And, uh, you know, I, I think with university of Washington, um, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna to have to finish licking licking our chops and go in uh, and, and play an Arizona State team that you know has a chip on their shoulder. You know, I, I think they're they're better. They look better. I watched the entire game. You know, watching uh, really to see what what we be facing. And they they don't have. It's not a bad team. You know, like Dave said, they were they were in the game. Um, it was solid. They were they were competing against a very good improved usc a talented
0: yes. uh usc
2: football uh program and they they were in there and uh, they they gave up some huge you know you you see the two huge um uh, runs uh touchdown runs that they gave up you know 14 points you know you take away those you know those just take away those two two plays right. and you take off uh, 14 points uh, and in the game you, emotionally you're still in the game so you know it's it's uh you know play here play there and uh Uh, they're they're in the game against the number 17 uh, in the country.
0: It's really true. Knowing your team as well as you do, and Arizona State this week, uh, if you were scouting for the other team, if you're saying what does Arizona State have to do to stay in that game, obviously one of them, pretty obviously, is control the man under center. That that quarterback is uh, playing at a very high level. What does Arizona State have to do? Execution-wise, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, to compete in this game,
2: they, they have to do what UCLA did. They have to rush the passer. Yeah. Um, I I I love uh, Coach DeVore, Um Was was able to go down and meet him. A lot of alumni. We had I don't know maybe eighty alumni went to the spring game and met, met him, and he opened the open. Uh, he 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 welcomed us with open arms. Uh, there and we and were able to meet with his, him and his entire staff. Uh, I think they have a, a ha- they have a tremendous offense. The offense is going to be tough to stop. Uh, the 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 what what they have going um, is is tough. You know they, they they I think they are supposed to get um, two of their, their starting o- o- offensive line back. Um, but right. Arizona State they have they have to rush the passer like they did against USC. Um, you can't let Pennix sit back you know, there's a, we're, 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 putting three, four, five men out in the route uh, and it, and it can be tough. And we play at a quick tempo. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to, they're, they're going to have to do that. Uh, and then they're also going to have to do what UCLA did uh, against us. And that was attack our defensive backfield. Uh, we have some young inexperienced players and um, UCLA uh, was able to attack those guys uh, and, you um, that quarterback, but that quarterback from UCLA is pretty special. You know, I like the kid at Arizona State. Yes. Uh, he's, he's strong. He he he's a, he has the, the ability to run. Uh, he has a strong arm. Um, I don't think right now he's he's playing at the level of the quarterback at UCLA. But you know, I, I I've seen some some really good things for for them, and uh, we're we're gonna you know it's gonna it's gonna be a sixty minute game. I don't think we're gonna go in and and blow them out, and they'll be out of the game. I think um, being Having the record that they have, they're gonna have their, they're going to. They're gonna come out with some piss and vinegar, and you know, and hopefully we get up early to break their will. Uh, but if we let them hang in there and um, um, make some plays like
1: they're capable of, of doing, it's it's gonna go down to the wire.
0: Yeah, that's uh, oh, go ahead, David.
1: Yeah, that, that 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 kind of sums it up on the on the on the the UW side, and and you know, Arizona State. When I'm watching the game last night. Um, you know, the, the, the fight was in the dog. You always talk about, you know, the fight is in the dog. You do what you do. Um, but I always go back to, You know I was telling Dave earlier about, you know, third downs, man. When you can't get off the field or when you can't get a first down on third down, it makes it tough for you, man. And, and we've been in games where we've had, you know, 80, 90 snaps, you know, at the end of the game. I think we were in, if you can remember, Joe, I think, I don't know if you were with us. I think you were, we were in Dallas. And we played the Cowboys in Dallas, and we probably had five guys at the end of the game pass out from dehydration, losing losing all the fluids and passing out because it was 900 degrees in Dallas. They had the stadium cracked open; the sun was sitting the sideline on our sideline, and 90 something snaps. By the time we got in the locker room, dude, there was no fluid left in the body. And then here, here in Wilmington, our training camp, yeah. we used to always die up in Wilmington because it was too hot. Um, but once again, I think, and you said it. I think I don't think Arizona State is going to come in this game and go. It's Washington. We're scared. I just think they have to execute. They got to rush a passer. They got. They got to put pressure on this young kid at quarterback. And you know, once again, you go from you know the, the seventh ranked team in the country to a team that lost a UCLA, but still a ranked football team that beat Michigan State up pretty bad. Um, you know, this is. This is going from you know fighting Mike Tyson to fighting Evander Holyfield. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. You know, and you still have to throw the punches. And if you don't throw the punches, you're gonna get yourself knocked out. And I, I think, you know, for us, and we're competitive. You know, here we are. When we're, we're, we're still wearing our stuff on our shirt. We're back doing what we do because we're competitors. We don't want to see our schools lose, but yet. Um, you know they they they've got to fight. Arizona State's got to fight ahead uh, ahead against them, and I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. It's always going to be tough when you're playing, in you know, in the Pac-10, the Pac-12. I was talking to Anthony Munoz last week, and he said, "I'm sorry, Dave, I'm I'm not as young as you guys are. It was the Pac-8 when I
0: played. I so, remember trust that. Me, he trust was all me when, Pac-8, all Pac-10. I know, yeah. man. It's tough. Because, if he got the eligibility; he'd be all Pac-12. So.
1: <laughs> Joe and I, Joe
0: and I, are you know,
1: we're we're all Pac-10 players. You know, and somebody asked me about, you know, and I asked you this question too, Joe. What's your thought about all these teams leaving the conferences, going to these other conferences when we grew up Pac-10 football players? Well, I I,
2: I tell you what, one one thing uh, that uh, is going to happen, you know, they we don't, the West Coast, the the talent, the talent, uh, the football talent we have at the West Coast uh, is not, um, I don't think they're, they're getting the type of publicity based on the type of players. You know, obviously, the SEC is big right now. Um, but I, 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 can, I can tell you this. I, I, I believe um, we have a, a, a strong alumni group at, at UW, and we talk about it. Uh, but it, it's like literally here to watch the game last night. I went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, UW Friday. I went to bed. The game was over at 2.30 in the morning. Here, nobody's the East Coast. Nobody on the East Coast. Hey, I may catch, because I'm at the end of the day and I've been watching football since noon. Now at 10.30, I'm winding down. Or if I'm a fanatic, I'm at the bar and I'm having my last bourbon, my last beer, you know, and I may catch a half. Uh, So here, I don't remember uh, uh, playing uh, many Night games. I think we played one in Arizona. When we came to Arizona State and, and, and we played Arizona State, that was a three thirty game. Uh, but that when the Pac twelve changed to that format, you not the East Coast people, the Midwest people are not seeing uh, the Pac Pac ten uh, Pac twelve, and therefore you're not getting the the mm-hmm. recognition that you know you, you the, the top teams are not getting the type of, of recognition, and therefore you're not getting the money. So here, when you look at the Pac-12 and the TV, this thing is money. Uh, here, you're, you're talking about, I think, uh, Pac-12 teams are getting 25 mil or something like that. And you jump to the Big Ten and you're getting 100. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I it's, I think it's, in my opinion, I, I think it could be the death of the Pac-12. Because you have, you're losing the Los Angeles market. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping uh, that the California Regents can stop the move with UCLA because they're part of the uh, California uh, uh, Cal state system. SC unfortunately is gone because they're a private university and and you have that. And I don't think there's two other teams. If both of them wind up leaving, there's not two teams top tier team teams that can add value to increase the, the amount of, of, of revenue and TV revenue that it, it, it would take to keep us together. Uh, you can try and see, it would have to be a, a big 12 team or SEC teams to come in and be part of the, the, the PAC 12. When you look at it, um, just for instance, and no disrespect to the other teams, if, if, you, if you're, you're adding a, a Nevada Reno, you're adding a BYU, you know, uh, uh you're you you're you're adding when you think about potential teams that you can add to the Pac, PAC 12. There's not one program in on, on 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 that side of the, the the uh the United States that's gonna give us or increase our value. Yeah. So um it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for uh, you know, the Pac 12 to stay viable. Um and
0: Very I, true. I
2: and and I think it's gonna be um you look at and the the talks. The talks are Oregon and Washington, you know. And if Oregon and Washington depart, the Pac-12, Pac-12 is dead. It is. Um, so you know, I'm hoping that um, we can do something. I, I was hoping that they could start stop starting and change the the time format and put some. So so even if if USC and Arizona State, despite Arizona State's record, if they're able to be on the 3:30, there, people going to say now Arizona State. They got a pretty good team you right. know I'm, I'm gonna watch Herman Edwards like, what's the thing what's this stuff going on with Herman Edwards but I'm gonna look at a pretty good decent ball that's that's playing the number 17 you know to the wire you know hey we gave they gave up and and and, and got wore up in the, in the fourth quarter but you, you look at SEC you look at all those games you look at Oklahoma getting whooped by 20 some points you're looking at you know at, at Ole Miss when you look at you look at uh, a lot of top tier teams, SEC teams, you know, going down to the wire. Hell, uh, Missouri had Alabama. Yeah. They had Alabama if they. I just needed one drive in the end. Georgia, you know that was I mean? Georgia. It, they had Georgia.
1: Georgia. No, it was Georgia. No,
2: no, I'm talking about yeah, Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Missouri, Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Yes. yeah, Missouri and Georgia. Yeah, you look at one that. drive,
0: one drive, one drive, one drive.
2: drive, one drive in an unranked team. So you 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 can you can see that, and and now people can say, well, hey man, Missouri, Missouri got a pretty good team. You know we're we're on prime time. We're playing at 3:30. You know, 7:30 uh, uh, the latest, people are able to say, "Oh wow, Arizona State has a pretty they got a good record, but they 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 have some fight in them."
0: Joe, uh, let me ask you and David a quick question. All right, let, let's say that they can't block the move, and let's say that USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten. And this is secondary. I have not had a chance to validate this, so I say this with a grain of salt. But I heard from a colleague yesterday that the Ohio State AD came in and said, "That's all we're looking at. From the we're not looking at other adding other <clears throat> Pac-10s to the Big Ten. That we're happy. we maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Again, I got it secondhand. My question for both of you gentlemen is this: Let's say the teams go. <clears throat> that now opens up. Ohio State comes out and recruits Los Angeles. Michigan comes out and recruits Los Angeles. Penn State comes out and recruits Los Angeles. Does that open up these California kids? Because now they could say, "Well, you're coming back home a couple times to play." And you know we're going to be coming. It's not like you're never going to see your home again. You, you're both California kids. Now, now that whole market out there, <clears throat> awfully good football right now. Three teams in the Big Ten, I believe. Ohio State, as of yesterday, was three. Michigan was four, and I think Penn State's ten. That now opens up L.A. for a lot of Big Ten recruiting. What does that do to the Pac-10, Pac-12? Excuse me.
1: Well, I would say first before I, I'm going to go families. I'm gonna go the families from the West coast traveling way back here East Coast to see their kids play you know that you know a California mom and dad to go see their kids play at Arizona to go see the kids play at UCLA to go see the kids play at Washington that travel is not as big as it would be to come way back here so that's going to change the the mindset of, of you know why would, why would I want my kid to go to the plays in the Pac-10 now have to go to uh, East Lansing or go to Michigan, go to Ohio State to see them f- play football. Not too many people want to do that because now they're coming from the the the, the weather changing. Because I'm gonna tell you something: you take some <laughs> you take some of them uh, them California people and bring them to uh, Columbus when it's uh, you know November degrees in November, degrees. <laughs> in November. When Michigan when it's 25 degrees. You know, them people aren't going to travel. They're, California folks don't want to come to the cold. They don't mind going to seventy. Seventy degrees is kind of cold for California people. But <laughs> Thirty degrees is freezing for them. Now, Joe, what do you think about when we talk, when you talk about the teams? Well, well
2: you know, I, I I look at I like it, look at it like this. Okay, here. So when you have when you're when you have the move, SC and, and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten. Uh, so that's that's all sport, sports programs. So it's one thing for football. When you look at basketball, um, you know here, what are you doing to the student athlete? You know, you're not taking from from USC, and you got to play Rutgers, you know, on a on a Thursday, when I'm basketball, and then we play Penn State, and, and you're traveling. So you know, you when you when you're talking about you know volleyball, tennis, softball, uh, and you're having to come across, go across, because all all every every single away game is you know, three three hours time time zone difference. Uh, and, you know, the the a Big Ten games start 1230. So you're, you're you're coming from California on a Friday. Well, I don't know if you're going to be able to come on a Friday. Maybe you're going to have to come on a Thursday because if you come from a, fri- on, a on a Friday, and even if you leave in the morning, you're not getting back because there's a three-hour difference. You say you, you, you get to the airport and you leave at noon, that's three o'clock and then it's a four-hour flight, so you get in at 7 o'clock, you know, so we, they're not taking all those, you know, things into consideration, um, but I I, I think uh, this is a gener- different generation from uh, uh, when David and I uh, were playing, and I, I would say here that when you talk about the travel and the cost of travel, um, but you have the, the NIL, um, and, and we talked about uh, initially UW uh, was a program that um, you know, and talking, listening to Arizona State program. And if I'm Herm, I'm pissed. Cause now, you know, because they were against the NIL, you know, and, and you dive, well, we're not gonna do This and that. Hey, hey, brother, you better get on board. You if you don't get mm-hmm. if you don't get on board with NIL, you your program lose. is your program is going down. Yeah. Um, but because you look at here, you look at the kid, Ohio State quarterback from Ohio State. He bought every every member on his on his team. It's hundred kids on the college. He bought all of them, 500 dollars suits. Uh, times 100 you know i wasn't doing that when i was in first round in the Bengals. i know You know, I know. so so you you look at uh the uh the money and uh um you you see where where the game is going and here a high crew uh, a, a david Fulcher uh coming out of you know fremont getting recruited by ohio state penn state you know, and we're offering and those kids. Those kids that are going, going to start being getting recruited by Big Ten, they're going to come in in the door with some NIL deals. Sure. You know, so here you, you're young guy. You know, hey, making you know uh, uh, two hundred fifty thousand if you come here and with with this uh, NIL deal, uh, you know three hundred thousand this deal. So. Uh, the economics and, and the NCAA uh, put themselves in this predicament because all we were asking for was to have a sandwich.
0: You know? <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: and, and they said no. And now they're facing, they're facing uh, potentially the death of the NCAA uh, because of the NIL deal. Um, I think they, they're going to have to corral it or try and find you know, something to control it, but I don't know if you can control it. You know, it's, it's, it's right now and it's, it's, it's going downhill and uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, free for all right now.
0: You know, Joe, last night I was watching those games, David, I don't know if you noticed this, but if, if I had, if somebody said, Hey, David, you watched the games. Yeah, I did. Did you watch the commercials? I did. Who was the number one star of the commercials you watched yesterday? Alabama's quarterback was yeah. the number one star of the commercials I watched yesterday. Yeah. He was yeah. in two or three different commercials. I'm sitting here going, he didn't do that for free. No, he, oh no, he could buy a few suits too. And so, oh, yeah, your point oh, yeah. is a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a kid that's making. Uh, he's 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 already. Uh, uh, I think he's already garnered several uh, several million dollars of, of nil deals. Um, I'm saying, hey, you know, congratulations. Uh, um, but here, me thinking, you know, Dave, and you, you can respond on this. Um, I'm, I'm Joe Kelly, and my quarterback is getting two, three million dollars, and I'm playing middle linebacker, and I'm having the career that I'm, I'm having at UW, you know, and I'm a pretty decent linebacker, and I don't, I don't, I don't have anybody giving me, you know, socks, you know, and and you know, as a kid. You kind of pissed me off, man. You know I me. Mean? I'm 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 offensive of tackle. I'm offensive <laughs> guard and I'm and I'm and I'm kicking butt.
0: From you what know? I heard about you from David Joe, the last thing may wanted to do was piss you more off. Okay.
1: Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, that dude when man, someone man, like man, David, David Fulter says,
0: I hide from this guy, that's all I need to know.
1: Yeah. You know, and Joe, you said it, man. I mean, you know, I don't know the way we are today, you know, I look back at it and I go, I don't know how and what I would have done back then. But I know just the David Fulger that I am today. You know it really doesn't matter. But man, if you're talking millions of dollars thrown in my face, oh, you would like have, have been if, a millionaire
2: if, in down in Tempe.
1: You would have been, if, been a millionaire if, if, if my quarterback, if my safety, or if my my player on my team is making all this money and I'm not, and I'm out there knocking people out and doing my job and I can't get nothing. Man. I don't know what practice would be like. Because yeah. I might be after that dude. I'm like, man, yeah. I know you. You yeah. on my team, man, but you riding around in these these these, these expensive cars, and I'm still driving around in my '68 Volkswagen.
0: You, you were already in hands. trouble for hitting starters. Your coaches were on you anyway They're, for hitting starters. They were already starting. on me for
1: hitting my starter, but now you know I'm hitting my starter because he's getting paid and I'm not. So, it, it's kind of frustrating. But I really like what you said earlier, Joe, with the quarterback buying everybody's suits. You know, for me, man, that just tells me that he's not a me guy. Yeah, he, he's yeah. a we guy. He's a wee yeah. team guy. Yeah. For him to take that money that he's getting and buying his teammates five hundred dollar suits, and that's time 115, 118 guys. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. I, I could, I could, I take my hat off to that guy. But not everybody's like that.
2: No, no, no. You know, it's, it's. I, I, I think uh, UW, UW now after uh, seeing what it's doing, um, is now embracing the NIL, and they, they're, they. Created uh, a committee. Uh, that alumni committee is that is that is um, going out and and marketing. You know their players uh, because when you go out and recruit, I'm coming in, and I'm a UW coach and I'm coming into Los Angeles to recruit a David Fulcher who is t- is talking to USC and USC is telling them what they can offer and UCLA and now we 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 go to and we're playing Ohio State uh, in 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 the shoe uh you know we're playing Michigan and right now uh being that the Pac12 um uh, i mean we, this year we we have five we have five teams in, in the top 15 so mm-hmm. uh it's it's been a while uh since we've been that we've been that viable um but it's 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 going to be you know finances here uh i'm USC and i'm Oregon i'm Arizona state and i'm trying to recruit dave and i'm saying i have to Bring some nil deals, you know. Hey, you know, and I'm going to talk about all the negatives. You don't want to go, you know, to USC. You don't want to go to Ohio State, you know, because you have this. And then he goes over there, and they're telling him, "I can offer you the world." Um, So it's it's uh, you know it's going to be a a different animal Um, because you know you're you're gonna we're going to have to have uh, or do some creative things in order to keep that West Coast talent in the Pac-12. Uh, because you have other kids you know kids from Alabama he's uh, we're, we're, he's from the West coast yes. um you know so you look uh, and here um there's nothing in Tuscaloosa for, for a West Coast kid We look the town you know there's not there's nothing appealing about that so I've been
0: there multiple times and I agree with you it's a beautiful campus yeah yeah you don't lose money football games but uh, yeah. Yeah, L.A. You, versus Tuscaloosa is a little different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, there's there's extenuating circumstances, you know, that that they can put on the table, uh, and, and you, especially when you're talking and you're recruiting, you know, uh, kids who are in, in lower economic areas, uh, and all of a sudden you're 18, and you're potentially at 18, you're going to make more money at 18 than your parents are making. You know. So you know that's it's it's. Um, uh, you know, PAC, PAC 12 is going to have to embrace this NIL. They're going to, ha- they're going to have to start getting creative, uh, with this NIL in order to, to keep this West coast talent on, uh, the West coast. Or, um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't, I don't see two viable programs that can add the worth to say, okay, here, now we want to increase the TV revenue. Um, and they're going to say, okay, you're, you you add it, um, I don't know, just you know, some 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 teams from from the uh, Mid American Conference or something, you know. Unless we were able to pillage uh, two teams from the Big Twelve, Big Ten, um, SEC, uh, I don't I don't see any other program out there um, uh, 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 unless you got a, got a, a Notre Dame, uh, you know, something like that. Um, or you know, potentially uh, there was conversation of rumors at University of Washington, University of Oregon, uh, becoming independent and and setting their own schedule and um, you know being able to say come now, Washington, Oregon, can come down in the California area and say well hey you know we're not tied to the Pac-12 anymore because the, the Pac-12 is whatever and you know here we're scheduling um, Alabama, we're scheduling Penn State, we're we're scheduling Ohio State. You know we have. Uh, we we can probably still maintain our relationships with you know Arizona State playing Arizona if they were to to defect um Washington, am uh, more than likely they'll still continue to play Oregon and Washington State. Uh but when you add, you know, a, a Big Ten team, uh, a Big 12 team, maybe an SEC team in there, uh, in order to stay viable in the national, you know, race. Um, because with SC and UCLA gone and here right now the the, the two programs that, that are left washington oregon um and you're playing stanford arizona colorado uh you still have utah still in there uh but you don't have an, you don't have enough opponents quality opponents uh based on what the the the, the um, you know the the midwest and the east coast thinks about our football uh you don't you don't have the you won't have the quality uh uh, opponents to stay in the national title race you'll never get ranked uh no matter if we you know here arizona state becomes their program goes up and they they're beating uh colorado by fifty and and arizona by forty and uh washington state by 20 well those are all unranked teams
1: you know and now yeah, now no we're quality not a big, win whatsoever yeah
2: yeah no quality win so uh it's it's gonna be interesting and uh i'm i'm hoping uh because i'm 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 He's, I'm, I'm Pac-12,
0: <laughs>
2: I, I'm, yes. I, 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 I don't Me care what's now, you know, people saying now, you know, I believe in the, the talent, you know, from the West Coast, I'm a Pac-12 guy, I'll die Pac-12 guy, you know, I'm going to root, uh, I, I, root. I, I, I root, I root, I root, I root, despite Oregon being a hated rival, I was rooting, I was rooting for Oregon when they played Georgia. You know, Arizona State come out and play Michigan. I'm I'm rooting for every Pac 12 team. I don't I don't care who it is. I'll I'll never root for Ohio State. I'll never root for Alabama. You know, I'll never root for anybody in those those conferences. I'm always gonna root now for now I know Pac-12. why
0: you and David are so clear. now now it's all becoming clearer to me now.
1: Yeah I understand. we've always been like that, Dave. We've yeah. always been that way, no matter what, man. Anytime there's a Pac team, a Pac 12 team, Pac-10 team playing somebody else out there as long as we're not playing we play against each other we vote for our school but we play against somebody outside of that you know hey listen man beat them up beat yeah. them up badly because we don't want them anymore so listen Dave you had a question for Joe um you were talking to me earlier about I it. I want you to get to that so we can go ahead and and wrap this up but go ahead sure. Dave go ahead and do that for me
0: yeah Joe before we lose you as a guest today uh, you know I I'm a I'm an avid uh sports fan I've been following I grew up in Canton, Ohio, Pro Football Hall of Fame city, and I grew up, I was in Big Ten country, so I understand everything you're talking about right now. You played for one of the best coaches, arguably one of the best football coaches ever in Don James. Yeah. And I think back in 85, you were the team MVP, and in a nutshell, what was it like to play for him? What was it like to play for a legend? And now, what? not only what did he teach you about football, what did he teach you about life?
2: You know, it, it was never. it was never about you. You know, it was always about the better good of, of the team. Uh, it was it was about you becoming a better person. It was about developing you as as a man uh, and a responsible man. Um, and and I I can truly say anybody that played for Don James, uh, you see some of the things are, are the, the type of men that uh, they've become become after you know playing for for Don Don James. It's the uh, the attention to detail. Uh, it was the preparation. Um, and and doing things and and programming your life based on how you remote it from an 18-year-old kid to a 21-year-old kid. Um, and you know it was it was just uh the, when I first got there, the Mystique, uh, you know, he would stand in this tower uh for, for practice. Uh-huh. And you look at this little guy standing up in the, the tower in this mystique uh and, and going into his office, his is his office set um, on, on, uh, there was a little podium. So when you walked up, it was this grand, this grand, uh, desk, you know, and and this little guy is stature, but you know, this guy is sitting in there and he's biggest as King come, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, he was, he was all about, all about you. He always was, was, was really worried about, it wasn't about, you know, developing NFL players. It was about developing the person, uh, and developing here, uh you looked out for your teammates. Uh, um, you know, you looked out for each other. You, you, you were doing it. You were you weren't here uh representing, I wasn't there representing Joe Kelly. I was there representing my mother. I was rep, there representing my family. And uh, now I'm representing you dub. Uh, so when you go out and any anytime you, you go out, just just make sure, hey, just be responsible. Uh, so it was all it was and that 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 was everything. That was everything. That was all the time. Um, That's you know, and, yeah, you know, and, and that was the, the guy um, uh, that uh, uh, the mystique. Uh, and and uh, you know, I don't know if you guys you guys may be aware that uh, Nick Saban is a, a Don James uh, protege. Um, Nick was going to be a used car salesman um, when when he left Kent State. His father sold used cars, oh. uh, and, and DJ talked him into coming to being a the grad assistant. And he said he told DJ that uh, he was going to uh, give it a year. Uh, he gave it a year, and you, you look at one of the most successful coaches in wow. history,
0: Nick Saban. The rest is history, huh? Yeah, wow.
2: he's a he's a he's a Don, he's a Don James protege. Yeah. He, if uh, it's a uh, fabulous story, yeah. You if you hear him talking <laughs> about him model his program and how how. Attention to every detail in, in football: uh, first, first and 10, second and short, second and mid, second and long. Um, special teams, different situations, turnover situations. You know, he's going to cover the entire gamut. And you look at Nick Saban. You know, he runs his practice like that. Uh, and Nick, Nick Saban, he's he's tough. You know, and, and Don James was tough. Um, I remember a uh, real quick uh one, during one practice a guy uh broke his leg bones sticking out um you know Karen again we took about his, it, but it's moved the drill so we literally moved the drill 10 yards over here he's laying on the ground over there with his 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 the bones out of his sock you know but we had to stay, we had to uh, because that can happen in a game let's keep going you know and he tended you know after and and uh, dealt with uh, uh my my buddy at the time uh, but it was, it was, you know, I'm, 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 I am focused. You know, there's nothing that can derail me. We stay focused. You go and play Arizona State, and it's eight thousand degrees. You know, you know, you know, you know that it's going to be hot. Uh, it's going to be noisy. So, you know, it was always, you know, the the attention to detail for uh, uh, Coach James, and Thank you me. know, God,
1: God rest his soul, love loving yes. to death.
0: Thank yeah, you man. for being with us, David. Do you have anything else for Joe?
1: No, man. Uh, You know, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. Man, I know I'll see you around, man. Thanks for getting yeah. on the podcast, man. And, uh, Appreciate it. I know you do, but uh go Sun Devils, man. You do, you We got to, we got to,
2: we got to get back on track, baby. Unfortunately, Dave, I apologize, uh, you know, uh, in advance, but we got to We got to get back on track, brother. <laughs> All right, my friend.
1: Take care, man. See you, brother. All right, All right okay. thank okay. you for hey, joining see, us. See you, Very nice to meet to you. Yes, sir. All right, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. all right so wow man that was um that was pretty good man joe is um joe's a cool dude man i mean you know we uh we battled in high school we uh we battled in college um it was funny so in high school the three years in high school they had the better football team but we beat them all three years right they went to they went to the state championship the city championship they went to the playoffs we couldn't go to playoffs we didn't do nothing but we would always beat jefferson and then we both leave high school, go to University of Washington, go to Arizona State. Joe beat us. We couldn't beat them. Right. We had a chance. We were undefeated one year, getting ready to go to the Rose Bowl, and they came in our house and and, and beat us. Uh, and then we both get drafted to the Cincinnati Bengals. He went number one. Uh, we had two number one picks that year, him and Tim McGee. And then we had uh one number two. Uh, we had one second round pick, Louis Phillips. And then we had three third round picks um mike hammerstein jim Scowl and david Fulton. wow
0: i remember those names
1: and um when we became teammates and it was funny because when i saw joe uh, when all the rookies came in i saw joe i looked at him i said dang dude we just can't get away from each other and uh here he is in cincinnati and i didn't get a chance to ask him but he has uh, he started kelly youth services that helps uh underprivileged kids and in the communities and kids who are right. in, the, in the system. Um, he helps them, man. He's been doing it for almost 30 years now. So,
0: right. David, um, you know what's funny? I was thinking about this yesterday. By the end of the season, I love doing these podcasts with you, and I know that you do too. And But by the end of the season, we should take a look at our guests. I think we will have the all-podcast team. Okay, we, we have Thurman Thomas at running back. We had the coach from uh, from uh, Trine, who I believe was an all world linebacker himself you got Munoz at left tackle uh you got your friend DC you got Daryl running in the running back you got Joe playing linebacker by the time our podcasts are over at the end of the season we will have an all podcast team that I wouldn't mind you at safety I wouldn't battle with
1: no doubt Dave and I think what what has you know given me the opportunity uh, and belief belief gave us an opportunity to just talk football you know things that we've been doing, I've been doing, and then you're a national speaker. You know, really common and really cool that I can get on here with a guy that that kind of knows exactly what he's talking about, the flow. Um, and you and and you you give me, um, you know, you give me that edge of, you throw it out, David. I'm gonna throw it. You know, David throws it to me and I catch the ball. David throws it out to me and I I, I tackle the ball. Uh, and it makes it easy for us to do what we do. And I think that's why we can we can get guests uh, who know who know about football. We can get guests who knows about life. you know that that question to Joe about, you know Don James. and uh, you know, you know, we've all had dads. We were born with a daddy, but we also had another dad. and Joe's Joe Kelly's dad, Don James, the football coach. My dad, Willie Shaw, which we'll have on here uh, pretty soon, him and his son, uh, agreed to come on here when we play Stanford. That's bad. We we'll have both of them on here. So, you right. know, think about that. I mean, David Shaw, head coach of Stanford, was my ball boy, our ball boy when I was at Arizona State. Yeah. And now he's the head coach at Stanford. So, you know, w- when we talk about believing Arizona State, you know, it's more than just believing Arizona State, it's more than believing the people that you know who can come on this podcast and give us the one two punch. And right now, the double D's. D square, David Fulton, David Coleman, that's what we're doing. So, brother, I would uh, can't wait till we get the next one on here, man, because I think we love what we do. And uh hopefully Arizona State can uh play like they played against SC in that first half and
0: play a complete football game against University. I think they're gonna surprise us. I think we're gonna have a real nice if they win, fat, great. I think it'll happen, you know, hopefully. But uh, if not, we're still gonna talk about a great effort that they gave and we'll process that. But I think they're gonna. They they brought their game. USC's no joke. Okay, they brought their game. They played hard. I told you they executed quickly. They they did the best they could for for a long while. And then there's just a few more horses, and they're awfully quick over there and awfully talented. But I do believe they will give Washington everything they have. Yes, and Washington's going to know they're in a football game. Yes, sir.
1: All right, brother. Another one is down, and uh, I look forward to next week. And I'll talk to you soon, my friend.
0: Absolutely. Take care, since.